most amazing human, one of the most amazing, I should say, humans I've ever met, Connie. You're very sweet. <laughs> well, you know, when you connect with someone, it's very important, not only in when we're in pain, but just we learn as we get older in life that having like-minded people around us, it, it means everything to me. And I'm sure you could say something about that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I often feel like it's, you know, sometimes I'm the only one. And I'm like, does anyone else not want to get better? Is everyone like, okay with right where they're at and just finding someone else where I'm like, oh, she's got it. It just makes me feel like, I don't know, like I'm all right. (laughs) That is such a great way to put it. And for people watching and in this group to know that you, what I'm hearing you say is we have a choice. Do I want to get better or do I not? And hearing other people's journey is so important because it, it helps you, excuse me, make that choice of yes. So I love the way you just said that, like, cause, cause if you don't hear a lot of people want to get better, you don't sometimes understand yourself. Like, well, why do I want to so much? Right. Well, it almost seems taboo. Like people are like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to step on anyone's feelings or I don't want to like voice my opinion. I don't want to say anything. I'm just going to stuff my trauma right down. And they never deal with it because society doesn't want us to deal with it. That's what they're showing us. That's a but really good point we start waking up and if we start healing ourselves, we're going to start enjoying our lives a lot more. So at least I am. <laughs> Amen. Well, for, for everybody watching this, we should tell them who you are. We met almost 10 years ago. Maybe longer. It's yeah. yeah, it's been a while. And what's cool about our story is I was working at a chronic pain clinic when I met Connie and I think a little background helps because then people are like, who are these two people? What are they talking about? And why? <laughs> Yeah. I was the wellness director working with doctors, helping people get off meds and overcome surgery. And it was a perfect time to learn how the nervous system, right? Even with surgery, the nervous system gets deregulated, right? Because you're being cut into. So that fight, sorry if that's too graphic, but that (laughs) whole fight, flight, freeze response, even if you're unconscious, still, isn't that amazing that no, I didn't know that it still happens. So the anxiety and, and symptoms after surgery, even if you physically may feel better, the emotional state can be very deregulated. So Connie and I first met and Connie, maybe just share briefly if you're comfortable with what you told me. So 10 years ago, you came to the chronic pain clinic in California here, the Bay area and tell, share what the doctor said to you about doing the program and where you were at and what you did. Okay. So I had a patient pass out and follow me and and they, you know, I got paralyzed from the waist down. So I had no physical therapy or anything for 22 months. Well, tell me, why did you have a patient following you? You were a nurse. I I was a nursing assistant at a local hospital and I was helping a new mom to the restroom and she passed out and fell on me. So I hit the bathroom floor just right. It shot through my spine, just knew right there that my career was over. My life was forever changed and um, I couldn't feel my legs. So I went into the emergency room and you know, 10 hours later was an emergency surgery. And yeah, so 22 months goes by. And then they're like, Hey, you know, we have this program for you, barrier pain and wellness. It's kind of an integrative program that comes from all angles and tries to, you know, help you get back on your feet. And I was like, okay, great. Wait, so let people know for 22 months, you did not walk. No, 22 months. I did nothing but let my muscles atrophy because I physically couldn't do anything because work was denied, denied any kind of treatment. But so just so for people watching, so it's very clear 
Yeah. You could not walk. You were paralyzed from the waist down. I was paralyzed from the waist down. Okay. Do you realize how inspiring this is? Because <laughs> for people watching, she is walking. They're going to want to know this. Yeah. At the end, you <laughs> okay. are walking now. Maybe stand up just one second. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 the Look at that. See, watch. <laughs> You're going to make everybody cry. And we haven't even started the story. So you are walking now. Not only are you walking, how many children do you have? And they said you couldn't have children either. They said I would never be able to walk again. And they said that I would never be able to have children. And after doing spinal decompression treatments for a year and then going to the Bay Area Pain and Wellness Center and working through all that, I was able to start to walk and I was able to have children. So I spent a total of five and a half years in a wheelchair but I learned to walk again. And I actually had a car accident after my first accident. So it made it much worse. So life was just coming at me from all angles, but everyone said, oh, it's never gonna happen. You're just, you're hundred percent disabled. There's nothing you can do for the rest of your life. I said, over and my dead body. And when you say everyone, everyone in the medical field. Everyone in the medical field. And even some people on the outside would say, hey, Connie, you know, this is the way life is. You just have to move on. You just have to deal with it. You just have to adapt. And I'm like, how do I adapt to this? What a test for you. How do I move forward? Listen to all that. What a test. Yes. But oh, the trauma. (laughs) Well, and you didn't be not some part of you didn't listen to that because you pushed through it. Tell us a little bit about how you pushed through it and how you just learned to walk again. Oh man. Just simply, because then we'll get to what we're going to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. This just you, you people have a choice. Yeah, we all have a choice. And my two choices were pretty simple. That was pretty cut and dry. You either choose on this hand to feel sorry for yourself and to live in that chronic pain and that trauma and just sitting there and sulking every day and accepting your fate. Or over on this hand, you can fight for your life. Okay. You could fight for what you want, even when the world tells you, you cannot do it because what's the worst that can happen. You go back to this one. That's already there. That choice. It's, it's infinite it's right here. It's not going anywhere. This one, the sky's the limit. So you, you have to want to help. You have to want to have the help. So, so what did you, so you asked for help. I asked for help. I I've had quite a few things happen and my body, I never really fully dealt with it. Because everyone just kept, you know, oh, you just got to move on with your life. You just have to accept it. I got to the point where I just had enough. And that's when I saw your post online. I was like, there's Carly. I was like, hey, I, I need to do this. I saw your program and I was like, um, yes, please. <laughs> well, for people watching to, to show them the timeline, she's talking about recently. So yes, about 10 years ago when you made. It's actually, it's, I just want to correct you real fast. It's been 15. Okay. So. It's been- 15 years total. Yeah. Since my accident happened. So I met you two years after that, but yeah, it's been 15 years. So 13 years ago, let's say when we met, you made the choice to walk again and you got the doctor said in order to be in this program, this was at the chronic pain clinic where I met her, where we did classes. Yeah. You got, you stood up and said, I'm doing this. So you made a choice to walk when you couldn't, like you could barely stand and you did it. I could not hold myself up. I had a walker with a seat. And the doctor told me, if you cannot stand up and walk, you cannot be in this program. So I stood up and my arm was shaking and I could do it for about 30 seconds. I was like, I'm here. He goes, you really want this, don't you? I was like, "Um, yes, please. Okay. That right there, everybody watching that right there is the gold. I know we were planning to talk about something else, but this is what's supposed to come out right now. You really wanted it. Look at, feel that. 
It's like the tears are right there, the joy. Yes. Because that's spirit. That's, that's why this group is here. It's for people that want to fight for their mental, physical, emotional health. And and that, that moment 13 years ago, changed your life forever in the positive direction. And now it doesn't mean you didn't still have challenges because now Connie and I reconnected last year. She found, we, we, found each other again because we time went by. We both got married, had kids. Yeah. And she wanted to go to, yeah, you went to the next level. So like you overcame something that everyone told you you couldn't. You learned to walk again. That is so huge. And then you got married. I went to your wedding. You have two <laughs> children. And then Connie goes, you know what? I want to be even better. I still am having some triggers and weird stuff come up. And that's when she started my program last year. Yes. And that's and it's we- changed my life. So thank you. <laughs> well, even you already changed your life, but it changed your life even more. Yes. You, you did it. I'm just here to guide you. And what you're showing people is where there's a will, there's a way. Gosh, was that cheesy? Or, or is it no, a- but it's, it's the truth. It's the God's honest truth. Yeah. You know, if you have the will to get better, you're going to get better. No one can make that choice but you. Yeah. Nobody. Well, and that's why I decided to create this program, this group, this, this community group or people that, or the program for people that want to be in my world with you and I on this journey where we can support them. Cause Connie and I are working together now to help people yeah. <laughs> and it feels, so, doesn't it feel so good to give back? It does. It does. I just want the world to see what you have to offer because it's changed my life and I know it can change so many others. And just the very thought of that just makes me smile and like makes me tear up. I'm just grateful for you, Carly. Thank you so much. That that means a lot because honestly, that's that's all I want. I will maybe with those tears share. So people are watching like, how did it? So we just talked about how your life changed over a decade ago, which is incredible. How do you feel like it's helping you now? And this will get to our topic maybe about apologizing less because Connie has shared with me and what we want to share with everyone is that you have said sorry too many times when you don't need to. And maybe that's why you're feeling this emotion and grateful for me because with the work I do with you and others in this program I created is so you can get over that feeling where other people hurt us and then we're the ones saying sorry. Yeah. That's trauma. When we apologizing, and let me just add before I have you share more is what I've seen is when we keep apologizing, when we're not in the wrong, so we've been hurt or we get betrayed and then we try to make things better. You know what we're really doing? We're trying to heal our past or our families or ourselves. So to, to, to uncouple that, to separate those two points that, wait, I don't need to apologize for something I didn't do wrong. That part of me is looking for healing all around for everyone. Did that make sense? It it does. Yep. So, so before we get into that, what would you say, Britt, when you say this program or or the work you're doing now on yourself, yes, it's my program, but you're doing the work. I need to throw the credit right back to you. (laughs) That's doing it. Like, what would you say is one thing that sticks out that you've really learned in the last few months has changed your life that you're, that you're doing, that's making that process quicker, that you're getting through those obstacles what's come up for you there's so much but this has really just helped me a lot with my anxiety um but also how do I say this (laughs) with with your program I have been able to jump back and forth so like I wanted to heal one thing 
And I thought that was the biggest trigger in my life. And in return, it healed something from when I was very small. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was probably seven, eight years old and it healed that trauma. And I was like, wait a minute, I haven't thought about that in years. Why is this coming up when I'm trying to deal with this? That's when I called. I'm like, Carly, what's going on here? Like, I, I want to heal this. Why is it healing this? You know, the thing you have to remember is it's going to heal what it wants to heal. Your body's trying to tell you and it's art. It's important for us to listen. And so it's, it's taught me how to listen and honor my body and the traumas that I've gone through and just moving forward from all of it. Well, and they're connected. So the, the thing yeah. that you wanted to work on in the present was connected to the root of the pattern. Yes. And, I, and then I saw dominoes. Like I went to bed one night and it was like my whole life was replaying, but it was replaying without the trauma. It was me standing up for myself and giving myself that voice that I never had. And I mean, I was in my sleep. I wasn't like, oh, look, I'm on the computer. I'm doing this program. I'm writing things out. I'm reading. I'm analyzing. You know, I'm doing all these things. No, that was amazing. But this work continued in my sleep. It continues when we're not really thinking about it because our body's starting to unwind. And then the more we're in the present with all the tools that you've given us, the more it keeps unwinding. And I'm a couple months later and I'm still learning and I'm still processing. I'm still healing. And even just a few minutes ago, I was looking over some notes and I was like, oh my gosh. And I had another self-realization. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I love that self-realization. You said yeah. so good points. Self-realization. Well, that's you realizing yourself. I actually go to something called self-realization fellowship where we meditate and it's a spiritual center. So it's know thyself, know what's going on. And then I love what you said. You continue to unwind and that in your sleep, your subconscious, this is important to know. This is why a lot of people can wake up and not feel good because when we sleep, our nervous system is able and our subconscious to start to process all the things that it wants to. Mm-hmm. When it's not properly resolved, we can feel more disturbed and have trouble sleeping, which is what the fat last fat, uh, last Facebook Live was on. Yeah. And what you when with this work, I love to share this, and I don't think I say it enough. Is it's all about completion. It's about yes. you're giving your nervous system and your body those things that you never got from childhood. What did I not get to say? What did I not get to do? And now you're rewriting your history. You're walking through events in your life differently. Yes. Whoa. That is really. It is so powerful. (laughs) And then your nervous system, because the subconscious and the body don't know the difference between what what we see and what we tell ourselves and visualize. It only knows the programming from us. Yes. Amazing. I I love it. And like you were saying, in um, in one of the modules, uh, I think it was a fight flight response. Um, So one of the things that I would say to myself is, wow, no one wants to hear me. You know, like everyone just shuts me up. I don't have this voice. And that's where a lot of my trauma stems from is not having that voice. And then you taught, you taught me how to rewire that and to rethink that and, you know, no, I deserve to be heard. You know, it's just changing that pattern and that mindset through these things. And we walked through it, right? You got to saying it out loud to me. And that's why it's important to ask for help and work with somebody because you don't always go back in life and say it to that person because that person may not, you're not doing it for the person you're doing it for yourself. So that's a really good example. You may not, sometimes you might say to the person, or you just say to somebody like me in a safe place, what would this feel like in my body if I had my voice? And then as soon as you feel that, then you can live the rest of your life from that place. Cause it can't just be here in the mind. 
Mm-hmm. You have to feel what it would feel like. Oh, if I spoke my truth, oh, that makes me nervous. Oh, excited. Now let me do it. And we actually did it, right? Yes. Where you said it out loud. And then how did that feel in your body? It felt so good just to get it out. And then there was a few things where I just felt angry, you know, and I just got all that out. And you told me to push against the wall and release that energy. And it just, I just felt it move through my body. And I just felt so much lighter and just like, wow, like I got that off my chest. And that night I slept like a baby. (laughs) And that is so cool to see how it works with sleep. And I want to clarify, it's not just venting, getting it. Bonnie says, get it off her chest. It's not venting doesn't work. It's doing it on a way she never got to. She needed to say this when she didn't. And it's now speaking my truth. truth. Yeah, speaking my truth. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. Well, let's use that that feeling right now with the topic we're going to talk about, about apologizing. Because lately, wouldn't you say you've been working on getting stronger with not apologizing when you've done nothing wrong? Tell us yeah. a little bit about how that feels in your body. The yuck. And then because yeah. two things come up lately that you checked in with me about. One was about last week. Um, and the other was just recently where you you were almost like living from the state of feeling sorry for nothing you did. Yeah. And that creates anxiety, wouldn't you say? It it does. Well, even from like a small age, I was, you know, I wasn't allowed to speak. I wasn't allowed to speak my truth. I wasn't allowed to have a say in anything. So whenever I did, I would get yelled at. So I would always apologize before I even had a chance to speak because then it would just smooth things over for everyone, you know, and then getting into adulthood, I have that same pattern, you know, and I've tried to break that pattern with a lot of the tools that I've used, but it's so deep rooted in me that it's taking a little bit of time. So I'm still apologizing. And then I'm like, wait a minute, let me stop. Nope, not going to apologize. But then I noticed that, you know, people still get triggered, but I realized that's their triggers. That's not my trigger. That's not, it's not my problem. That's their problem and how they're reacting. I'm responsible for how I respond to situations. They're responsible for how they respond. So I'm just, I'm learning, I'm learning how to have that voice and to know when to speak my truth and when to create good boundaries and let people go or keep them a little further away from where I'm at. Yes. And I think it's good. That is such a good teaching point. And it's good for people to know that even recently you apologized and well, you didn't really necessarily, well, you did apologize, but you did it in a very loving way. But when, then when we talked on the phone, I was inviting this idea of like, you don't even need to apologize. Yeah. And how did that even feel to take even another step in the right Oh, it felt good. Cause just that confrontation, I was like, even though I didn't do anything wrong, I just felt this pit in this, in my stomach that I was just like, Oh, I don't like that. That confrontation and that just, it just brought me back to my childhood and it just triggered me. So just being validated that it's okay to, Hey, I don't need to say sorry to you. And I was, I was okay with that. I was beautiful. It was okay. Like it was warranted not to apologize. Right. The situation we're talking about, just to make it clear, and that was a good breath you just took. (laughs) Connie didn't do anything and somebody acted inappropriately. So she tried to make amends and apologize and be the bigger person. And then when she talked to me, I said, wait, Connie, you don't even know this person. They attacked you. You don't even need to respond. There's a time to not even respond. Yeah. And that felt even better for you, right? It did. 
So they that's do. a healthy boundary over an apology. That's what we're talking about today is when do you say sorry and when do you just let things go and not respond, especially if it's somebody you don't know or online and when to have a boundary. And I like well, there was something that you just said, just working that through your body even more, like catching it. And this is why it's good to have work with someone because you can jump on the phone even for a few minutes and be like, hey, this is what I did. And then it's like, I quickly... I love working with you because I'm like, I get rah, rah. I'm like, hold on. No, 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 no. What are you apologizing for? And you're like, oh, okay. And like, you like even more like, oh my yeah. God, I don't have to go out of my way. Like my childhood and try to make things okay. Yeah. Doesn't that feel so much easier? It does. And I'm so grateful for that. Cause I just feel validated. Like, okay. What I'm really feeling inside is okay to feel that way. I was never allowed to feel that way. So having someone give me permission to feel the way that I feel. <laughs> Explain that, clarify. What is that way that you, that you feel what you're saying right now? What, what, what is that? Well, I just, I, it's just having my voice. It's being able to speak up. You know, when my gut's telling me something, when I have my intuition, I want to be able to follow that without feeling like I'm being chastised. And my right. mind, that's how I felt. So having someone validate and, and let me know, hey, you know, it's okay to feel the way you feel and to follow your gut and to follow your instincts and to do what you feel is right rather than burying it down deep. So wow. it just gets stuffed like a little turkey, you know, <laughs> I'm full. I like that. <laughs> Don't stuff it like a little turkey. <laughs> stuff it like a little turkey. I'm full. I'm ready for it to come up and I'm ready for it to go away. I'm ready to heal. I'm ready to move forward and I'm ready to have my voice. Yeah, I deserve to have my voice. So this is a good point. You had your voice with me and yeah. you realized you didn't need to go apologize to other people. Your voice was, I don't need to apologize. I've done nothing wrong. That's your voice. That's a good example. I want people to know. It's not always going and saying something to someone else. It's knowing you can, if you need to. Yeah. Right. And it's also saying to someone safe, Hey, I don't owe that person an apology. I didn't do anything. Oh, that feels better. I don't have to fix it. Or yeah. with like some family stuff or personal stuff, you might need to say, that's not okay. Right. That's another thing you've been challenged with recently. Very much so. <laughs> and you've been using your voice. I have. And I'm also learning that there's good boundaries and there's goodbyes. And there, there could be a fine line between those two, especially when it comes to family. Yeah. But I'm learning that there are both. And, you know, sometimes um, goodbyes are warranted. Other times, really strong boundaries are warranted. Wow, that's super so, well said. And how do you feel in your body, just even as you say that? It feels so good. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's like part of me, though, when I, um, when I kind of realize this and go, okay, you know, sometimes you're, you're warranted for goodbyes. There was almost like a feeling of mourning. Because I'm like, I wanted so badly to have that relationship with these people, right. but you can't give someone that access if, if you're, if their access is up here, but their responsibility for that access is down here. There's no way you can it do it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're always forever going to try to get them to come down to where you're at and it's just never going to work. Yeah. So or having the appropriate, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You don't want to go yeah, just having the appropriate, you know, boundaries. If, if you're doing everything for one person and they do nothing for you, then it's time to adjust those boundaries, you know, and that's something that I'm learning right now. Yeah, you can't grow together. You know, people in your life, especially people with trauma. I mean, I think anybody, but especially in a group like this, where you're already super sensitive mm -hmm. and hurting, you can only have people that meet you where you are and lift you up. 
Yes. If you're feeling any worse after talking to someone and they're not supporting your healing, then you need to find a better support system. Yes, absolutely. I hope this was clear. I think so. I mean, I think (laughs) you gave really good points for people is 15, 13 years ago, you made a choice to walk again when you were told you, you wouldn't walk again or have children. You ended up walking in. That's when we met. I remember you coming in the wellness room with your walker and it was really cool. My job, and this is what I still have for people. And I don't know what this is going to sound like on the outside, but I always looked at anyone I work with as whole and complete. So I barely remember you with the walker. I remember you in your wedding dress walking. That makes me happy. (laughs) Yeah. And that's my job as a healer. I see when people come to me, I see them as already whole and complete and better. Yeah. I don't see people as broken or hurt. I see them as this divine, perfect child that can do anything miraculously. So that is definitely you. And then, (laughs) and then I think what's so cool for people to know and to hear is all these years later, you decided to go to another level. You're in a great place, but you're like, you know, I'm still apologizing too much, or I'm dealing with too many people that are trying to put stuff on me. And you went to another level. How cool is that? And I mean, I just recently had some stuff come up too. And so what we're showing people, I used to think you you do, a human can get better. I don't have anxiety like I used to, right? Same with you. Yeah. Right? Our anxiety has gone away or going away. Um, our overthinking goes away unless there's a trigger. If there's a trigger, then that means something we need to work on a little bit deeper. And those, and the overthinking and the anxiety are the signal that something needs to be addressed. They're not bad. Yeah. I I love that. You know, it's like, they're not, we're not just suffering. Our bodies are talking to us and that's so what the work you and I are doing. And I'm so grateful that that you decided to share. And for people watching, if anyone else has something they want to share that will serve others, message me, you know, leave a comment and we'll talk to them next. Right, Connie? Absolutely. And one thing I want to mention too, um, just for anyone out there suffering from chronic pain, um, when you heal your trauma on a, on a mental note, (laughs) the physical gets better as well. So just to put that out there is the pain is so much more intense if you don't heal your trauma because you're carrying that and it's, it's just, you're tense. So healing it, it's healing the mind, the body and the spirit and doing those all together. Golden. (laughs) So you're saying when you work on your emotional, mental state, your physical yeah. gets better. Your physical gets better. Yeah. Sorry. I can't say it. It's like, yeah. No, no. I just wanted to make sure that was clear. No, no, it was very clear what you said. You're, you're doing them all at the same time. And I, I, I just worked with somebody recently, actually today and yes, this week who's doing the program. She recently is working through such big emotional blocks that a pain in her back from when she was a child, the surgery she had that she doesn't think she needed is starting to flare up as she's working through her emotions. Her body is reminding her that that was a really traumatic time. And so we're looking at that. So it's not just addressing the physical, it's addressing the emotional, which yes. is your nervous system. Your Her nervous system went into fight flight when she was a kid and it still is stuck in that tension, which is making her back flare up as a woman in her sixties now. Does that make sense? Yep. It's so connected. It is very much connected. Yay. So. Yay. Well, I think we, uh, wow, that was a half an hour. That is exactly so what I was aiming for. And I, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> I know, right? Me too. I love talking about this. But I think this is perfect for today. Yeah. Yes. Anything yeah. else we need to add? We are, um, 
I cannot see people's comments because we're actually streaming from Zoom. So if anyone has comments or questions, please leave them in the comment section under this video or private message us and we'll get back to you if you have any questions or want to hear more, right? <laughs> Thank you, Connie, for doing this with me today. Thank you for everything that you're doing for not only me, but for everyone else. I appreciate you. Thank you. And to everyone else, have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.